Rated M for Mature. We want more. We want more. Like, we really like it. We want more. Welcome back to Wine, Weed, and Weave. I am your host, Ayana, aka the Marijuana Ayana. And if you're listening to this, that means you are tuning into my very first bonus episode. Woo, 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 woo. I don't have like a sound effect machine, so that'll have to do. But I decided to do a couple bonus episodes this season because, for those that don't know, I smoke a lot of weed, okay? So I basically skipped an episode on accident we're gonna chalk it up to um you know just forgetting and just not knowing how to count for a minute I know how to count of course but sometimes when you're planning an episode when you're planning a podcast you think you were you record things in batches and then you thought you recorded something when you actually didn't so something that I intended to record that I planned that um, I had a guest for just like completely slipped through my fingertips and that's on me that's totally on me, but that's why I wanted to come in and have a couple bonus episodes. Um, as I was thinking about like what could a good bonus episode be, I realized you guys get to know a lot about the guests that come on the show and everyone that I invite and all the brands that I talk about as well. But lots of people still don't really know me <laughs> and who I am and what I do, other than that I'm the host of this show and that I work in the cannabis industry and that I'm a black woman. So that's all y'all know. So I wanted to do a kind of get to know me Q&A thing um, bonus podcast episode for you guys. So today is Sunday, by the way, and I'm recording this the same day it's being published. Usually I record ahead of time and then I publish. So it's going to be published a little later in the day. I thought this would be a good episode to wind down with. It's going to be a little bit shorter. I have started my day with some infused pre-rolls I had featured farms which is Rove um Rove brands flower brand featured farms and I got the strange sweet pink as you guys can hear it definitely hits definitely hits it's an infused joint so it has 32.7 percent THC and I had one and I finished a joint fantastico and I'm probably gonna have a little dab and I've just been sitting here doing some work, so I was like, let me start recording, because I actually do better at just, like, talking and just kind of not even thinking about, like, or overthinking it when I'm just, like, doing something else, so that's what I'm doing now, but I do have some questions that I pulled from you guys on Instagram, I put a poll on my stories, I asked you guys what you want to know about me, as well as I pulled some questions that I get quite frequently on Instagram and my DMs and some Instagram I mean I'm sorry some email questions that I get as well so not going to be very long and then for the dab that I have today I have some sweet lime pie by Ammo it's a loaded live resin I'm such a big fan of live resins you guys like for those that don't know I used to be so no dabs like I could not dab would not dab did not dab and now that I have found what I like and how I like it. 
and how I like to take dabs, like, my whole life has changed. My whole life has changed. Shout out to you if you are old enough to remember that song. Um, so anyway, first question, perfect um, kind of transition, is how old are you? I am a young 27 years old. 27. I was born in 94. Now, some people consider that young. Some people consider that old. I consider that old because... There are kids out there who were born in the 2000s that are now in their 20s, and I just, I don't like it. I'm confused by it. Um, my younger sister, my younger cousins, they all consider me old. So I consider myself, um, you know, a millennial. I'm a millennial. I'm 27, and I started working in cannabis when I was 21, so for a while now. My next question, actually, let's take this dab real quick. Also, I wonder what you guys are smoking on. I wish I could, like, you know, talk to you guys. Like, this is the radio. This is close enough. All right, time for a dab. I'm also dabbing out of my Boundless Turt pen. I love this turt pen for, like, very quick, very quick dabs. Excuse me, guys, if you hear running in the background, there's kids in my neighborhood. I say quick dabs, and then I felt like that dab took me forever. So anyway, next question. What inspired you to start a podcast? This is a great question from a fellow podcast friend, so thank you for this question. I was inspired to start this podcast. I always say it in like a very short form answer at the beginning of every show. But I was inspired to start this podcast because at the time when I started this, I was working at a dispensary in Seattle. And the dispensary I was working at did have other people of color working there, but I was the only black woman there. So sometimes I was having these experiences that nobody else was having clearly because I was a black woman and people act weird around black women when they walk into a dispensary. I don't know why. Well, I mean, I do know why, but people just were, I was having experiences that nobody else in my store was having and I didn't really have anyone to talk about it with. And I myself knew a bunch of other black women in weed who were doing really cool things and were working in the industry, but I didn't really like see them highlighted ever. Like, I didn't really, I knew of them because I was a black woman, but like I didn't really see them anywhere else. So I decided to just make a podcast to kind of like fulfill that desire to um, be able to like talk to other black women in the industry and see if we were having the same experiences, as well as have a platform, kind of a digital stage to put black women on every week or every other week like I do now um to kind of like share their stories and what they're doing and it kind of just was like random like I just did the first episode randomly I put it online and then I just started planning as I went and now you know in season three it's been a whole thing where like I have to batch content create and plan ahead of time and book people ahead of time because there's too many people that I want on the show or that want to be on the show than there is available for this season 
and have sponsorships sent on time. Like, it's been kind of crazy. <laughs> and that's not what inspired the podcast at all. Like, it was never my intention to, um, you know, be paid for any of it. Like, I thought that'd be a cool bonus, but I didn't extend to, like, make it extend out this long. But I'm so glad it has because that goes to show you not only are there so many and there are even more coming so many women of color, men of color, not only black, Latina, um, you know, it's Latina Heritage Month, Hispanic Heritage Month, and there's so many more Hispanic women in the industry, and I absolutely love it, and I'm excited to, like, have more of those women on the show, too. There's so many more of us, and, you know, being able to have this show be kind of just, like, an outlet at first and now become a community has been really cool, so long story short, what inspired the podcast was the community, especially the women of color and cannabis community, because we're dope, and I just like talking to y'all and sharing kind of like our stories with each other, because you feel like you're not alone and that you can actually do this, because it's hard, y'all. It's it's hard. Let me tell y'all. Let me get sidetracked real quick. I've been battling with like what I'm doing next in this industry, because I am doing a lot right now, but I don't even know if I'm doing what I like doing anymore. Does that make sense? Like, I don't even know if I'm enjoying working in weed anymore because it's so competitive and, like, so hard and there's so many red tapes and, like, blockages and gatekeepers and just overall assholes. <laughs> and it's it's exhausting when you do it over and over again and then you get met with the same roadblocks over and over again. And, um, you know, the question has been, like, you know, is there an easier way to do this? And there's not. There is not an easier way. <laughs> so you really got to have the resilience. And my resilience, the girl's tired. Okay, the girl's tired. Anyway, we're going to take another dab. Um, Next question. Okay, so this question I actually pulled from Instagram. Um, Just another side note. People can DM me and I will always answer. You can DM me on my Instagram page, at the Marijuana Ayana, on my backup Instagram page, at M-J-I-Y-A-N-A underscore, and also my business Instagram pages, which are um, at Cush and Cute, just Cush and Cute, not like Cush and Cute, like K with a cute, and at the Hemp Honey. So those are all of my business pages right now, and if you DM any of those, it's me right on the other end. No one man, no one else manages those pages. And um, if people ask me questions, I always answer. Maybe not right away, but I will always answer. People are quite surprised to learn that I am the one, you know, still managing all of those pages. Absolutely. So, yeah, if you ever DM me, I'll always answer. So, this is a DM that I got recently. It says, recently, my state of Connecticut has made recreational marijuana legal. I'm looking to become a part of the industry. I know minorities only make up 4.1%. So I was wondering if there's any info or advice you have to help me get started. I left out their name, but thank you for the person who sent me that question. And I didn't answer them. I'm going to answer the same way I answered them. Just because I'm speaking and not typing, I can elaborate a little bit more. So they already like made a great move by reaching out to me. That's usually my first piece of advice. Anytime someone's like, what should I do to get in the industry? I'm like, reach out to people that you admire or that are doing what you want to do or that are in a part of the industry that you want to be in reach out to those people that's how I started that's how a lot of people have to start because 
you need to if you really have no resource or no door into the industry just having someone you can ask a question and be like hey I want to work in weed you work in weed can you tell me is already like such a great start so they already they already took one piece of advice that I always give my second piece of advice do your research do lots and lots and lots of research there's no such thing as doing too much there's no such thing as being too informed I wish I was more informed when I started even though I was really informed about cannabis itself and the plant and how it worked and how it makes people feel I wasn't as knowledgeable about the business side and it's kind of biting me in the ass now so I definitely wish I knew like oh this is going to be a long game and I need to know how to last for a very long time legally and compliantly so it's it's definitely um, important to do your research and make sure that what you're doing and what you're creating you have ownership of that you, you know, are compliant and that you're doing everything as legally as you can. I understand if you're in a state that's illegal, that's a whole other situation. That's a whole other podcast episode, actually, because, like, half of my time as a business owner was in an illegal state. But I wasn't doing anything illegal, so I was able to still run my business. Um, and then my, my other piece of advice is definitely, like, create a... Um, network of people and resources and pages like create um, just a, a network and resources that you can always go to when you have no idea what's going on or when there's changes in the laws or when you need to pivot or when something happens to your website like there is always going to be at least one time in your cannabis career where something unprecedented happens and you need to know how to shift so in order to make that shift you got to have the resources, whether it be, whether that resource be a person that you can talk to that has done everything that you want to do before, or whether that resource be a website that you know is always, like, going to have the information and it's going to be, like, the first in the know about what's happening in the cannabis news and laws, or have even, like, a podcast or a book or something else. Just have something that you can go to when something crazy happens because cannabis is still new and it's changing and it's always growing and the laws are always changing so if you want to last you want to be prepared for sure for sure for sure that's all my advice for that one we're gonna take a quick break So we are still in a Panera Bread and there is still lots of COVID outside. So it's very stressful. It's very anxiety inducing. And a lot of us are feeling it, have been feeling it for quite a while. But there is a way to beat that feeling and to feel like you have some more control over your anxiety. And that comes in the form of CBD. CBD is great for anxiety, insomnia, stress, and depression and fatigue. It's great because it has no THC, so it doesn't get you high, but does still have those relaxing benefits as well. You can get CBD products on savagecbd.com and use my code MJIYANA for 15% off any order. They have every CBD product that you need. They have tinctures, topicals, flower, vapes. They even have CBD dog treats. Once again, that's savagecbd.com and use code MJIYANA for 15% off. And we're back. 
So my dabber was taking so long because it was dying. And then I tried to use my other e-dabberig and it's also dying. So I'm back to my pen because my dabs aren't working. <laughs> Don't y'all hate when that happens when like everything that you're trying to use to smoke stops working? Oh well. Anyway, we only have a couple more questions. Hopefully you guys have been enjoying getting to know me a little bit more. If you want me to do another episode like this in the future, please let me know would totally be down to answer more questions from you guys personally so next question is what do you do in the cannabis industry so i other than podcasts am a um, freelance cannabis marketing and branding specialist so i specifically get hired by brands or entrepreneurs or small business owners to help them improve their marketing and branding strategies i personally love and always aim to work with Black-owned and minority-owned and women-owned cannabis brands. That's really the whole reason I got into this marketing part of the cannabis industry to really be able to represent for those brands as well as, um, you know, add more representation in the cannabis industry in general through marketing content. So definitely has come a long way since when I started. I felt like, you know, very, 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 very few pages five years ago showed black cannabis consumers and now a lot more are which is awesome like that is such a big thing to me because I remember when I first started I didn't see any black people smoking weed in any of these ads and like now it's all sorts of people so that's what I do and I also um, own a small business Cushion Q which is a hemp and CBD skincare line it's on hiatus right now like I said owning a cannabis business is hard and you got to make sure you're compliant so I'm battling that right now but it's still fully mine it's just not operating right now I chose to kind of shut the store down so I can reorganize and just rebrand and really rethink and make sure that everything is like you know also compliant but also kind of elevated in a new way and I'm also the owner of the hemp honey the hemp honey has been an idea I've had in my brain for years executing it is another thing (laughs) um I do a lot of things I've also worked um, you know, in corporate offices and I've worked for big cannabis corporations and I've worked for small dispensaries and large dispensaries and have done, you know, bud tending and I've done marketing and I've done PR, like I've done all sorts of things in the industry. So I do all sorts of things now because I mean, I'm a Gemini. I think I kind of love juggling and having lots of plates in the air. I'm very good at it. I also get really bored easily. I don't like doing just one thing like all day every day it's very mundane drives me crazy (laughs) um and that's a great lead to the next question what previous jobs have you had and how did they get you into the cannabis industry so I didn't study cannabis in college clearly that wasn't really a thing I got my degree in journalism from the University of North Texas and that ended up um, leading to me doing digital marketing, social media marketing, because at the time, storytelling was definitely moving to Twitter and Instagram and social media. So we were kind of learning how to create storytelling online versus on paper. Like probably the year I got there, it was very much like journalism is papers and hard news. And then four years later, by the time I left, it was like journalism is Twitter and Instagram. So I was learning in real time how to create stories, create, you know, a narrative, create art, create content on Instagram and Twitter and all that for storytelling purposes. And I also smoked weed. I won't lie, I smoked weed in college like all, all college kids do. And 
for some reason, um, just putting those two together worked for me. It made sense to me. And after college, I mean, I really credit everything that got in the universe because, you know, those two powers definitely know what they're doing and put me, put me in the position I am today because of my interests back then. But after college, I ended up moving um, to California. I've lived in California like on and off my whole life because of my family, but I ended up moving to California after college, like on my own as an adult for the first time and ended up getting some odd jobs. One of those jobs being a social media marketing manager for a glass company. So that was my introduction into the cannabis industry. And that's when I, you know, found out what cannabis events were and what the whole industry was and what marketing in the industry was like and how like not diverse the industry was and kind of just got sucked in from there because I was like well I want to stay here like y'all don't really have a lot of me here so I'm gonna stay here because how is anyone gonna know that black women like weed and work in this industry unless I'm here and then over the years more black women you know showed up that doesn't really answer the question but long story short my previous jobs led to my cannabis job because I saw the lack of like people who looked like me and I saw the lack of like things that I wanted to do and the things that I wanted to create be created so I just decided to create it and it's kind of crazy when I say it out loud like it sounds insane and somehow it's worked and I'm still like able to work in the industry now even though I just said prior <laughs> that like I don't know if I want to work here anymore but I do I do like it I think I'm just shifting you know I also am learning that like being 27 means there's a lot of shifts like you're relearning your um you know restructuring reorganizing just kind of like re-everything in your life at like 25 26 27 because you have an idea of what your life looks like you have it structured and set up and then something happens, that's something being the pandemic, <laughs> and you got to reorganize, so that's where I'm at now, but I definitely love the work I'm doing now, like, as a freelancer, I have the ability to work with people that I want to work with, and work with brands that I actually enjoy, and I actually, like, want to create the same things that I do, so I love that so much, um, it's just about, like, you know, can I do, f- do the, you know, freelance cannabis thing long term can I work for dispensaries long term like I'm so indecisive another Gemini quality of mine I'm so indecisive but there's also so many things I like to do so um where I am in the cannabis industry now is kind of up in the air because I can create anything I've learned like that's something I've learned definitely during the pandemic anything could happen and you can create anything if you put your time and your mind to it for sure next question Actually, we're going to take a hit of this pen because now I am just like getting off topic because I'm overthinking and I'm not stoned. (laughs) Oh my gosh, if my pen doesn't work, I'm going to cry. Nothing is working. What's going on? Okay, we're going to see these last couple questions and we're going to be done with this bonus episode. My pen really isn't working, you guys, so like none of my weed technology is working. I guess that just means I need to smoke old-fashioned joint after this. Next question. Fave strain or consumption method? My fave strain is Girl Scout cookies, really any kind of cookies, but OG Girl Scout cookies is always a great one. Granddaddy Purp, Wedding Cake... 
Um, I'm definitely a fan of like a hard hitting indica. I'm becoming more of a fan of like a hybrid. Blue Dream has become, you know, a fave. I'm just a fan of like the old school strains that do the job, honestly. OG Kush. All of those are my fave. And my favorite consumption method right now has been joints and dabs and edibles. It changes, it varies depending on how I'm feeling, but that's been definitely the vibe right now. Um, and my next question is where do you want to be due next? That is a great question that I don't really have an answer to right now because it's something I've been thinking about for weeks and I think the answer is coming to me like recently. Like I've recently been able to kind of like formulate an idea of what I want to do next in the last like two days because I I went away. I took a little uh, vacation desert trip to myself to kind of just like literally go in the desert and think and be by myself. And during that time away, I was able to, like, kind of have some light bulb moments. So I don't even know if I want to answer that because what if y'all try to steal my ideas? I don't know. (laughs) But, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed this bonus episode. Um, Hopefully you guys, you know, got to know me a little bit more. I am constantly laughing and constantly, like, giggling and joking. I know I do that on the episodes with guests as well. It's because I smoke weed, number one. Like, when you smoke weed, even the strangest or most stressful things become hilarious. And um, because, you know, life is so complicated and so complex. And if you don't laugh at some things, like, you know, it's hard to enjoy it. So I'm, I've am i been enjoying laughing with you guys, smoking with you guys this season. Hopefully you guys have been enjoying all the guests I've had and everyone that's been on has been absolutely amazing. I've seen some episodes get a lot of love and I cannot wait to um, have those people back, especially, um, you know, the people that have reached out to me and so they want to be on the show. And then we ended up forming a great relationship. Some of the, the uh, you know, new guests on the show that are not black women, but that are women or men of color, like having those new perspectives on the show has been so amazing. And I'm really Glad that I got to um, kind of facilitate those conversations. So yeah, season three has one more bonus episode and it'll feature my client as well as good friend and just a great cannabis accountant, Erica Edwards. It's going to be Ask a Cannabis Accountant. So I do keep preaching like, you know, make sure you're compliant, make sure you're, you're able to sustain your business. Erica has all that information on how to be financially compliant in a cannabis business, in the cannabis industry. So there will be an opportunity to send questions to her as well for the next bonus episode. So you guys stay tuned for that. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hopefully everyone has a good rest of their day and their week. Stay high, stay happy, and stay healthy.